Welcome to the Film 7 Podcast. How are you all doing there? My name is Andy, and of course, I've got here with me, Jake. Hi, Andy. How are you doing? Doing very, very, very good. Um, have you seen anything this week? Uh, I did. I went to go see Spider-Man Far From Home. Yes. Yes, and we will have our own episode for that, won't we, a bit later? Yeah, we should do a bit of housekeeping just to remind the folks what we're doing. So, normally in the show, we normally have a, a section where we review a film. But what we've decided to do is to take that section out of this regular show and have a standalone movie review. So check out, look look in the queue, our Film 7 queue, whatever platform you're listening to, and you'll see a Spider-Man review um, podcast. So if you want to watch our thoughts on Spider-Man, that's the one to watch. But here we'll just go over the remaining news and stuff and movies coming up and all of that. So... Yeah, and I'm really excited for doing that as well because it allows us enough time to really get into the movie and find the little crooks and stuff that we may not normally have time for in the main show. But have you done anything in particular this week? What's been what's been your week like? Funny enough, and this is sounds strange, I just had a fit of nostalgia and I decided to watch some old Chinese, um, Oriental Chinese, um, imper- sorry, not Oriental, Imperial Chinese movies from the 70s so you know those ones that had like the yeah 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 you like the, those uh classic yeah, kung fu yeah, movies yeah i hit you man you will fight me you know those ones so i store um the 36th chamber of the shaolin temple and i loved it <laughs> and i just i saw the part one i saw part two so i was just watching a bit of all those chinese films and it just kind of brought memories back and it was really good those films were really good really very good so yeah, that's what I've been doing this week. I've never checked those. I mean, I'm aware of those movies, but I don't think I've ever like sat down and watched them. I've probably seen like clips on YouTube and stuff like that, and then when I was in uni and things like that. But I haven't actually watched those. I might give those a shot. Yeah, like, if just just give it a shot. It, it's it's different. It's it's pure. Yeah, it's, a, it's from a different era. Yeah, yeah, it's a very pure and very honest um, art form. There was no CGI. There was no manipulation it was just the camera and the actors and the action so just it, it's an, it's it will be nice once in a while i do these things just to take my mind back and see where we're where we've been and where we are now so i think you should do that as well i'll definitely give that a shot awesome i mean for myself uh apart from the spider-man i have been catching up with my usual tv mm. uh, i watched the second episode of legion and dude it's 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 something else, this show. Like, it's for me right now, I can say this on the show, hands down the best show on TV right now. Legion. Yeah, for me, I just, I can't fathom how good it is. Like, I'm saving myself. I, I know you've told me it's on and then with two now. I'm just holding it back and I don't want to watch anything till the entire series is over because Legion, the first two seasons, I mean, I watched it, I binged it because I think you were the one that told me to watch Legion. So I binged everything at once and when I finished, I realized that if I had watched this episode after episode, I wouldn't have gotten it because it's so all over the place. It's out there. It's out there. So you need to just constantly get all the information and not have any interruptions of a of seven-day interruption. So I'm just waiting for the season to finish, then I will watch it. But I'm happy you're saying what you're saying. So that gives me something to look yeah, forward to. Yeah, this is definitely... I mean, I... We've still got half the year to go, but this is already in my uh, Film 7 Awards by the end of the year. Wow. 
So this this is up there. So like it's and well, that's a big one. Yeah, just just honestly, everything about it the the acting is phenomenal. The cinematography is gorgeous. The music, the visuals are just crazy like these people must have been on something when they were oh. writing this show i feel like asking for spoilers but i'm not no going no to no, no no i'm no not spoilers. gonna do that no. and uh just one more thing is is noah harley the creator of the show the guy is a genius uh and he recently said that um this was a couple of years ago that he was um gonna be doing a dr doom movie which i mean give me yes give me dr doom and if noah harley's doing it a hundred percent obviously that was under the fox leadership but he has said that he's had talks with kevin feige nice that would so, be nice that would be really good to see so it? we'll see we'll see what happens there nice cool let's get this party started shall yeah we? so let's kick into the first segment of the show which is all the latest weekly news for you guys in the movie and tv news well, gentlemen you have my curiosity but now you have my attention First topic of the day. You were talking about nostalgia earlier? Yep. This is nostalgia for you right here. So, more news coming out from the Warner Media Streaming Service. They're going to be doing an animated Gremlins prequel series. Right. What are your first reactions to this? What? Like, what would I want to know about the, the origins of the Gremlins? Like, those annoying little creature cretins. I, I don't know. I mean, I, where's this coming from? Like... It's it's one of those who asked for this, who who asked for it. So I I don't know. Obviously, it's gonna be good because of the name behind it. But I don't understand where this is coming from. I'm not expecting it. I didn't ask for it. It came out from nowhere. So I have no immediate opinions about this. No, no. neither do I. Yeah. Uh, yeah, why do we need an origin or prequel series of the Gremlins? Uh, the thing what I'm intrigued on is where is this going to land in the scale of um, rating? Now, if it's if it's rated R and they're going full on like it's horror sort of thing, I don't know why we're doing this. Yeah, but if it's maybe for kids, okay, I can see why you're doing this. Maybe get some animation in there a good uh, source for Warner Media to bring some kids along as well for you know parents that's how you you got to have things for all ages in the streaming server that's how you bring in subscribers so if this is tailored towards kids i could see a possible good future for it because so, it brings uh, a new generation into the gremlins universe and then maybe when they're a bit older oh i want to watch the original films so i mean i I li do you like the Gremlin films that yeah it was okay yeah they're, i mean they're a nice piece of nostalgia for yes. me like um, yes. How many did they make? A few though. I think like they made three. Three I, I, that I know of, I believe. Yeah. We'll, we'll Google it. But we'll have, I think we'll it was have a three. check. Yeah. Um, I don't remember the third one. I remember the first two quite well, especially the first one. Uh, yeah, I had fun with those movies growing up. I always was a little bit scared of those little, funny things. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and obviously the cute one. What was the cute one called? Like Mogwai, Mogwai, I believe. Mogwai or something. Mogwai, I think. I, I don't know. I yeah. have no idea. No <laughs> idea. I think it was it, that was a uh, very 80s movie. 80s, it 80s was, was it? Yeah, it was in the 80s. It was the time when Stranger Things is based on. Yes. That, that's period. A, that period yeah, of time. That's yeah. where it was in. Uh, so, I mean, I don't understand Gremlins. Why? Like, who asked for it's, well, it's It's sort of like... Um, it's sort of like Ghostbusters, that movie. Oh, I just confirmed there were two Gremlin movies. Two Gremlin yes, movies. Yes, there were okay, two. Okay, yeah. that's probably why I don't remember the third. Yeah. <laughs> the first one was released in 1984, and the second one, A New Batch, was released in 1990, six years apart. There so you go. 
now they've given it 20 they are now they've given it 20 years apart so yeah yeah but it's a prequel series so how many i wonder how many years behind behind they're gonna go i wonder what they're gonna explore like where like where did they come from and things like that because yeah because that wasn't really explored in the movie was it they were just sort of there mm-hmm it's strange because like it's like Ghostbusters, you know that Ghostbusters movie that came out. Like everybody's like, yeah, we get it, but like why? You know, there's tons of movies everybody's asking for. Things like, um, I mean, there are a lot of things. We're just original ideas. Yeah, it's just you know, give us that. Gremlins, really? Again, like stuff like Legion. You know, yeah, interesting new takes on things. Oh, new, that's what that that makes me happy. Like that's why I'm so excited this year. We're getting things like the Joker, you know, Legion, people that normally, you know, why after we watching take risks. Take risks. After watching um this film, um Spider-Man, I thought to myself, wouldn't a Nick Fury movie be kind of cool? You know, so new twist, new stuff and all of that. But hey, we'll see. We'll see. Cool. So we get into the next topic, and that is Star Wars Episode 9, The Rise of Skywalker. You may have heard of that movie. It's a little movie, indie movie, that's coming out at the end of the year. Are you, have you heard of this film? I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's coming out in December. Oh, okay. I don't know. Let's see how it does. Yeah. But the lead actress in the movie, Daisy Ridley, who, of course, plays Rey, mm-hmm. she was in, being interviewed recently. Uh, she's doing a press tour on her new movie, Ophelia. And naturally, I mean, I can, I can imagine this quite frustrating for her, you know, trying to do a press tour for this new film of hers, and people are asking her about Star Wars. I can understand, but of course, it's going to come up. It's the biggest franchise in movie history. So mm-hmm. uh, so she talks about this epic fight with Kylo Ren. So this is what she has to say. She, she says, I just think they've done a great job with all the relationships, with the fun friendships and the start of a strange thing with Rey and Kylo. Also, we have a great fight, a great fight. And I was really happy that the Vanity Fair pictures did show a bit of it. It's a great fight. Like I've become a much better fighter and they made the lightsaber lightsaber lighter so it actually looks like we're swinging lights and not just heavy swords. Hmm. So you heard these uh, comments from Daisy Ridley. What do you think? I mean, coming back off the back of Game of Thrones, right? You know, we found out that having a good sequence, having a good battle is not all you need. You need a good story behind the battle. You know, like I was saying to you off year, off air, season eight of Game of Thrones was technically the best season they've had. Technically, the cinematography, the soundtrack, the act, you know, this technically was the best, but the product was the most hated, you know. So bringing it down to this particular use case, it's not about giving us a great fight. If the story that led to the fight is still on the level of the last jedi or is still as controversial and we're not satisfied the fight is not gonna mean much to us it's not gonna mean anything so i'm happy about it but this has to be taken in my opinion with a huge chunk of salt not a pinch of salt huge chunk of salt while considering what she has said she does go on to say though uh she great job with all the relationships and the fun friendships and the sort of strange thing between her and Kylo. So she does talk about, you know, the characters and their stories as well. So, I mean, like we've said on the show before, I believe in JJ. I think he's going to do a good job. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I do think he's going to surprise us as well with a couple of things that maybe we weren't expecting. Mm -hmm. Uh, As 
as it goes for this fight, though, now we saw that picture. It's quite, I mean, it's an awesome picture. Them two in the rain, what it looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that's the they're fighting on the Death Star? Because that's what some people have said. I haven't analyzed that picture properly. Maybe I will while we're online, but I haven't really looked at it. But they are definitely both going to the Death Star. Remember we had that talk and it said there's going to be, it looks like there is going to be a mission and there's going to be sort of a race against time. And they're going to meet on the Death Star and they're going to have that duel. That's what I think. But I do not know. And yeah, I, I mean, yeah, exactly. Yeah. We, it's all speculation yeah. at this point. And I actually don't want to know. No, no, I don't want to know anything until going into the movie. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, that that's again what we can rely on JJ. JJ keeps things very close to the chest. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, his, sometimes almost too close to the chest, like his little, black, you know, secret black box that he has. Yeah. Let, I mean, let that, let him just do that. We don't want spoilers or anything revealed or any, you know, just go in. How awesome would it be, though, if the movie opened? Mm-hmm. with Kylo fighting Rey. What did for the rest of the no, movie? No, but like, because think about it. You can have, I think, in this movie, you can have maybe a couple of fights mm. between them two. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah. do you know what I mean? Because I, th- I also think you need to have Kylo win a fight because Force Awakens, he lost the fight. Mm. Um, Last Jedi, uh, he lost the fight yep. he, against Luke, sort of thing. Mm. Uh, so he, I think he needs a win. So yep. obviously by the end of the movie, you know, I, I hate to admit it, and I hate that they're going to do this, but he's going to get redeemed. I can, I can smell it in the water. Like mm. He's going to get redeemed. And most likely, Rey will fight him at the end and win that fight. Yeah. So you're going to have three movies where the villain doesn't win a single fight. I think he needs to have maybe an earlier fight in the movie where he wins, mm-hmm. sort of way, and then they have to pull themselves together. But Rey escapes, obviously. So Quentin Tarantino still says he's only making one more movie after Once Upon a Time. He keeps hitting that drum that he's saying he's only doing one more. And so this is what he has to say. He says, I think when it comes to theatrical movies, I've come to the end of the road. He says, I see myself writing books and starting to write theater. So I'll just be so I'll still be creative. I just think I've given all I have to give to movies. And then when he was asked how what about once upon a time and how that will do and if that could be his last one he says well um if it's really well received maybe i won't go to 10 maybe i'll stop right now maybe i'll stop while i'm ahead we'll see it's quite ambiguous there very ambiguous yes but i don't think i personally don't think he's gonna stop i don't think he will go on break but when he sees other i think because creative people are very ego set they're very they have an ego, you know, and when they see themselves becoming less relevant, nobody's talking about them anymore and their words don't hold anything anymore and all that, they begin, they, that agitates them and they want to come out again. I think he's just going to go on a hiatus and come back after like five years and next thing we just be like Quentin Tarantino's new film after he comes back from retirement just to shoot this film. So that's going to make a lot of money because... Same thing Jay-Z did when he retired. He retired for a year and came back. I was like, I'm sorry, but I'm back. I couldn't stay away. You know, I think Tarantino will do this. You can't, you can't, no, you can't. Even me as a filmmaker, every time, like in in between productions, like if I finished one and just resting before the start of a new one, I can't wait to get back in. So I don't know how somebody like Tarantino, unless he never really loved it, but I don't know how someone like him it's just gonna say at this age, stop. That's it. No, nah, I don't think so. I don't. I'm not buying this. No, nah. I don't know. 
I don't know. I for for a long time I was like, nah, I'm like you. I'm I'm not buying it. But the fact that he mentioned he wants to focus more on writing books and writing theater, now I'm like, okay, maybe I can see him stepping down from doing movies because you know there's been plenty of other people who've done a certain career path, and yes, pe those creative people you can't just stop being creative, but they just find a new channel to be creative in. I speak from experience. I used to be heavily involved in music. I had a band. I was doing stuff with them. We released an album. All those that I almost had a career in music. I took a different path. I decided to change up, and that, that's still part of me. I'm who I am, but I decided to go into film and uh, and other things as well. And I'm now looking at another new avenue. So th I think there's definitely an aspect that he could be telling the truth and. Like he said, we'll see. We'll see how this all turns out. He could very well come back in like 10 years or something and be like, you know what, I got an idea for a movie. But I can also see him going, no, I've done my 10 movies. I'm going to be writing some books and theater and whatever other stuff he wants to cook up. So fair play to him, really. Whatever he wants to do, whatever he, he's happy with, a creative genius like that, I think he's earned to do what he wants to do. True, true. I just think he's coming back. Oh, or, I, would, I would love him to come back. I mean, it's Tarantino. Yeah. Or he changes his name, becomes a girl, woman, and it's a new person. That happens. Quintina. Yeah. Quintina Tarantino. Yeah, you yeah. see? There you go. <laughs> you see? <laughs> cool. So from one director to another, we have Andy Muschietti. Now, people will know him as the director of It, the recent horror remake. Mm. And he's also doing It Chapter 2. And guess what? He is in talks with Warner Brothers to helm the Flash movie. Now, this movie has been through, I think, four different directors now. Mm. They first announced it in 2015 or four, no, 2014. They first announced this movie. Mm. That it was meant to come out in 2018. Wow. <laughs> and it's been through all sorts of directors and writing different writers and all sorts of different things. It's been through production hell basically. They've never been able to get this movie off the ground. And now we hear that Andy Muschietti is in talks to direct this movie. Uh, and then we also have uh, Christina Hodson to pen the script. So she has been writing uh, Birds of Prey. Okay. Uh, okay. And then as, as a couple of other movies as well for DC. Seems they are going down the dark, very dark. Um, it looks like the people they are putting at the helm of things are people that have worked in Horror. Horror, you know, genre. And I, you know, Flash doesn't strike me as that kind of person. No. Yeah, but you say that, but look what happened with Aquaman. They got James Wan. Yeah. Who, who was a horror guy. He is a horror yeah. guy. So it's 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 interesting that they're bringing these horror directors to do that. Andy Samberg, who did Shazam, mm. he was a horror director as well. Yeah, it's strange. I don't know why they're making that decision. I, I don't see it. I don't see the correlation there. I don't see why that would be the case. I mean, if someone who's doing horror, you tell him to do thriller, I can get it. So because those two are kind of related to each other. But when somebody does horror and you bring him in to start writing for 12 year olds, a flash movie, it, it, it's kind of like, it's, it's a whole new different ball game, a whole new different way of thinking about how the world works when you're writing for 12 year olds than when you're writing mature horror films you know so it's funny i, I don't know why they're making this decision it works though it, it's, it's been it, working I mean, for them it, it has worked for the films you've mentioned but also you have to when you think about the fact that something works 
with one person doesn't mean it couldn't have been better if somebody else had done it. So we only knew that it wasn't a catastrophe. Mm. We don't know if it could have been better if they got somebody who was better, not better suited. That's the wrong way, but I'm just saying it for lack of a better word. But someone who's better experienced, that's the word, better experienced for this kind no, of thing. I, so I agree. That the thing is, with these type of things, though, whenever they announce X director is going to be directing this movie, mm. for me, if you're a good director, you should direct. You, be, you should be able to direct anything. That's, I think, what shows your true merit as a filmmaker. You should be able to do anything creative that you find interesting. So if Andy Muschietti says, yeah, I'm excited to do the Flash movie, if he thinks he can do a Flash movie, why not? Yeah, so here's the thing about directing. Uh, yes, you should be able to have a variation of doing different stuff. Yes, you should be able to, and then, yes, you can. And every, and you're absolutely correct. Everybody should have their way. But there is what makes one director different from another director is the different directors have different sta- different ways of telling a story. Mm-hmm. You know, some tell the story through when you're doing horror, you tell the story through you you, you make the people believe they are there in the room with the actors. But that's different, and that so when you're a director, you're you're, you're always filming it from the you're 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 telling the story from the angle of I want the audience to feel like I am there with the actors. That's one way of doing it, and you get used to that. But when you're directing for something else, for the drama, you, you know, you're n- or a science fiction film, you're not doing it because you want the audience to feel like that. There, you want it to be a spectacle. You want them to love what they see that's why they have those big explosions and the cgi looks pretty you know it's just a different mindset that you come into these things and even though yes you can direct anything but it's just what you've been experienced in the kind of the way you've been telling your stories over the past 10 to 20 years it has to fit what you are going to do next and i don't know why they, obviously these people in warner brothers they're very smart people and they know what they know but I don't see why they keep doing this. I, I don't see. I don't know why. I don't know. Understand I the think logic. It's, I think it's very simple. They see talent and they get it. There's talent everywhere. Yeah. In Hollywood, there's but, talent. The, like, but the, you have you have to remember, they haven't just gone get him. They've met with loads of people. Everyone would have pitched their idea, and they've gone with him for a reason. That's what I'm saying. I don't the, get that reason. But the, the, we don't. Well, we won't know until we see the movie. Yeah, we wouldn't know. Yeah, that's what I'm but saying. It's, f- it's for me, strange. I'm excited because it's a director I like taking on a property I like. Mm. And then as well, Christina Hodson, like, w- we'll see what happens with Birds of Prey, but I'm hearing good stuff about that. There was some test screenings and the, they, they said it looks good and right. it looks good. Well, we'll see. But because you can't, I, I think you can't just be a horror director your whole career. I think you need to expand. I think you... you, you or else I mean, you, you career you could have a good career in horror but you could have a better career I, I, I me as a creative why wouldn't you want to do other things mm. do you know what I mean why wouldn't you want to explore different genres and try different challenges because practice makes, per- makes perfect and if you start practicing on different things you'll be a master of none yeah, but you got to you got to try. I mean, we have probably very different opinions on this, but no, I, it's I, good. No, no, it's fine. We'll, like you said, we'll only know when the movie is out. I'm just saying that I, I don't know. I don't see the sense in it, but you know, they obviously know what they've seen and heard to have chosen him, and they believe this. These are smarter people than us, yeah. so they know what they're doing. Yeah, we'll see as well. Remember, this is like the fifth director they brought on. He could easily be. <laughs> he could easily go. 
We'll see. And uh, hmm. we still don't know as well with Ezra Miller if he's still going to be the Flash. That's still up in the air. I don't know. I don't know what's happening. But I'm sure if this carries on the way it is, we'll find out soon if Ezra's still attached or not. Mm -hmm. Okay, so uh, from one director to another, we're talking about a lot of directors this week, yeah. aren't we? <laughs> J.A. Boyana mm -hmm. will direct Amazon's first two episodes of the Lord of the Rings series. Okay. What has he done before? Now, I... This is what I was trying to find out. So the only thing that he's done before that I've seen is Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, that second movie that came out last year, I believe. Um, a Monster Calls, which was, it was okay. And he's also done a couple of episodes of Penny Dreadful. He did Penny Dreadful? Well, he, did a he directed a couple of episodes. Oh, okay. That's good. I was a huge fan of Penny Dreadful. Yeah, yeah. Um, I haven't seen Penny Dreadful. Mm. It looks good. Yeah. It does look good. I just haven't had... It's one of those shows yeah. that I mean to watch. They need to come around to. Uh, I did watch Jurassic World, Fallen Kingdom, and A Monster Calls, and... Meh. Yeah. Meh. He, no. he did good in Penny Red for very, very... Well, part of it had to do with Eva Green. She is one of the my best best actors. You have to remember, this guy only directed two episodes of that series. Yeah, that. but all, all, whichever episode it was, uh, you know, whichever episode of whichever season it was, it was good. Penny Dreadful was a very good show, you know, and all that. So I have a, I have confidence in him. If 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 he was involved in that, then I think, yeah, this guy should, should yeah, do a good I don't, job. Yeah, I don't have much comment because I haven't I haven't seen the Penny Dreadful stuff. From the stuff I have seen of his, not impressed. Mm. So I don't know. I don't yeah. know. I think it's. It's really it depends because with TV shows as well, it's not the directors, unlike movies, are not as crucial to a TV show as some might think. It's the showrunners, it's the writers leading this story in a way. The directors are sort of brought on. You do this episode, and then bring someone else for that episode, and bring someone else for that episode. Like the Game of Thrones, you know, it's directed it's directed by loads of different directors. Those episodes, but Benioff and Weiss are spearheading that production. With, you know, because they're writing the scripts and stuff. So we'll see. Uh, if they if they got a really good story and he can execute that, then yeah, let's see what happens. So when you watch a film or a series, every single thing you see, everything you see, everything you see and heard, that was the director. You know, that's that's the director's that's the job. the film, yeah. Yeah, the film. The that fil film, film you see, every single camera angle, Every time the camera pushed in or it slides or the way they lit it or the way the actors performed and the all editing, of that. all of it. The yeah. editing, that's all the director. So it's, um, which is, brings us back to what we are talking about earlier. So it's what is inside that person. That's what you're going to see out. And if it's someone who has a very dark, uh, dark internals, he has a very dark mind. And I don't mean just like an evil person. I mean dark in terms of horror. It will express itself in... In the films that he produces, so Lord of the Rings, Penny Dreadful, I, I can see it. I can, I can, I can actually see the, I can see the correlation. I can see why he would be picked. I can, see, I, from Jurassic World, because this is a, this is a heavy CGI yeah, series, it, isn't it? I can see for the spectacle of it. Yeah, yeah it's a, because this, this series is like I'm sure like 80s, 90 percent of it is going to be CGI, obviously. Oh uh, well, yeah. I hope they keep a lot of practicality in it, like the Lord of the Rings films. The, what makes those films so great is all the locations they shot in, all the practical effects, and you know stuff that they used with the marriage of CGI. You know, that's the perfect stuff, is it? When mm -hmm. they when the yeah. two blend perfectly. Yeah. That's what everyone wants. Yeah. 
uh, I mean, Amazon, they've, this is the highest financial uh, TV series they've invested in. They've put a lot of money into this and to buying the Tolkien estate and, and producing spin-offs and all sorts of other stuff. Mm. We'll see. We'll see. Like I said, I'm, I'm looking forward to this series. They've got a lot of money behind it. I think they could take care of it. So we'll see. Yeah, I can't wait for this. I mean, obviously, like when it's time, I'm not a huge Lord of the Rings guy. I've seen all the movies, but I'm not a huge Lord of the Rings guy. So when this is coming, I'm going to do a catch up and all that so we can oh, yeah, yeah, uh, talk about this it. This will yeah. be a while. This yeah. is why I'm a bit cautious because I'm a huge Tolkien nut. I've read all of Tolkien stuff. I love the world he's created. I love Peter Jackson's movies as well. Uh, the Hobbit ones, they're decent. They're not they're nowhere near on the scale of The Lord of the Rings, but they're decent enough films. So, And those are so perfect for me mm-hmm. that it sets such a high bar that I don't know what's going to happen. But I am interested that they're not doing the same story. They're not doing The Lord of the Rings, if you know what I mean. Yep. They're doing other stories in the past and stuff like that. Very much like the Game of Thrones yes. prequel stuff. Yes. Very, very much like that. So I'm happy they're doing that. So you don't have to tie it, yeah, tie it in or tread on what's already been done by Peter Jackson yeah. because that is almost so sacred, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, I I totally feel the same way about Game of Thrones. I'm so I'm so I'm scared. <laughs> I know scared is the wrong word to use. I'm just scared. I don't want them to spoil. Yeah, that's spoil it. You know, and I'm like, hopefully, you know, we'll see. We'll see. And for our last topic of the news, and this is a big one. I mean. If you have any form of social media at all, (laughs) you would have known this news that came out. And that is, Disney have hired singer Halle Bailey as Ariel in the Little Mermaid remake. Live action. Live action. That's Mm -hmm. it. Live action. Now, unfortunately, we can't talk about this news without addressing the elephant in the room. Yes. And that is uh, the amount of... You know, I'll say it, racism that mm-hmm. we saw directed to this piece of news. Yes. Now, Andy, I'm going to let you start your, your your thoughts on this. What do you think about the, first of all, the news mm. of, you know, that they're casting and they're remaking and they cast recasting as a black actress mm-hmm. uh, and then all the stuff that happened online and the controversy? Well, first of all, I'm very proud of Disney. I'm very proud of them for doing this. And um, I think I've mentioned this on the show, not just Disney, but Hollywood. After... A couple of years ago when they did that Oscar So White thing and the Academy came out and said, we hear you, we're going to make amends. I have watched and I can say that they've really, it wasn't just talk, they've really taken steps to ensure that there is a lot of representation. A lot of work to be done, but they've, they, are, they, are, they are on that track. It's moving in the right it's direction. It's moving in the right direction, yes. So this is just another step forward in that um, trend. And I am not surprised. I, I'm really not surprised that that happened. It, it was expected, and I'm sure she knew that was hap- that would happen. So um, these people that are complaining, isn't that bad though? Mm. Don't you think that's really bad that we sh- that we're not surprised this is happening? It's terrible. It's heartbreaking. That's, that's what I mean. The fact that we're not surprised this has happened, yeah, is bad. It's heartbreaking. It's yeah. it's it's sad. You know when you say when you say bad, bad just puts. Like a, a general, general. No, this is bad. But this, I mean, it's it's sad. If, if I when I think about the fact that I'm not surprised, it makes me sad. It's 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 hard to think of, you know. 
And um, yeah, so, but that's the world we live in. But the good thing is, I like to look at it from a position of hope. The good will always ride over evil and eventually, because what will happen is, these the younger people, the people who are going to watch this, they are going to grow up seeing a black um, Ariel. Ariel. They will grow up watching Wonder Woman. They will grow up seeing Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. They will grow up seeing these things. Black Panther. Black Panther. You understand? So, by the time they are 18, all their life, when they were young, they've been watching people of all races and all creeds and doing great things. So by the time they're 18, they are telling them stories of how we are acting now. It will be inconceivable for them. They'll be like, what? Why? Why? Yeah. You know? So that, I look at that future and that gives me hope that all this we are seeing now is just a passing phase and, you know, it's sort of like when a, a, a serpent is about to die, it gathers all its venom and it lashes out. But it is what it is. It's sad. It's sad. It is sad. It's very, very sad. Uh, I, I was shocked by some of the actual abuse as well, like how vulgar some of the language was online and like especially Twitter, man. Twitter was just on fire when that news broke. And uh, again, I have to echo your thoughts. Well done to Disney. Yeah, so you know, proud of Well that. done to Disney. Now for me... It doesn't matter if they cast a black actress or a white actress. They saw in that actress that she was right for the role. Mm -hmm. All right? Mm -hmm. She was perfect for the role. Now, she's also a singer. Now, I don't know her acting at all. I've never seen her in anything, so I can't judge her on that. But I looked her up and I heard her some of her songs. She's a good singer. Mm. She's a very good singer. So she's got that part nailed. And The Little Mermaid will require a lot of singing. Mm. Also, when it comes to race and character, if the race of the character is not important to who the character is, then it doesn't matter what the race or gender should be, mm. if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. So the fact, so the character of Ariel could be black or white because it doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. While a character like Black Panther is crucially important to that character. So you can't cast a white guy as Black Panther. Exactly. So this doesn't make any sense at all. It, that doesn't, it, it, doesn't it doesn't make sense. So I, I don't understand why people are, are screaming about it. They're saying they want a, a, a true representation of what, what the they hell? grew up, what they grew up with. And I'm just like, what? Like we've, you've had. I'm, I'm sorry to get, but this is, it is. We have to address this. But we've had white representation for the last hundred years of cinema all all the time. Yes. You know, what whitewashing. I mean? Exactly. You know, you watch Jesus of Nazareth, and he's white. Yeah. Blonde guy with blue eyes. Jesus. A guy from the Middle East. It's, <laughs> it, yeah, it's crazy. It, it's absolutely crazy. And that's not the worst of it. There's been some other shocking yeah. things that they've done. Uh, and you're going to get upset about this? Like, come on, man. Like, uh, Well, the good thing is, the good thing is, all those people, you're not going to see, the people that are making those comments, they are using studio profiles. You're not going to see a real person talking like that. No, no. You know, so... The, it's all keyboard warriors. It's all keyboard warriors. So there is hope that these are not mainstream voices. This is just one loser in the backyard in Stoke, 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 Stoke on Trent who has no job. Sorry if you're from Stoke on Trent. I just thought of the first thing that came to my head. But it's just one loser in his backyard just typing out. He's not the majority. So there is hope that this kind of nonsense will not continue. I hope it doesn't, man. And you know what? To Halle Bailey, I hope you crush it in yeah. the role. Mm -hmm. I hope you absolutely crush it. Yeah. 
and you know it's because what would happen now is <laughs> this is funny but because of this backlash now what will now happen is a lot of black people will actually go and watch the movie oh, yeah. they, will, they will go to the cinema to now go and watch it because they want the film to succeed so in the like this little mermaid if it had come out and this fuss didn't happen I probably wouldn't have gone to the cinema to go see. I'd wait for the DVD or when it's out. But because of this now, I'm now pumped up and I'm like, no, I'm going to support my sister. I'm going to go you're and watch there, it. And you're there yeah. for Melissa McCarthy as well. Yeah. So, so yeah. You see, now yeah. you got double the reason to go. Exactly. I, and I love Melissa. So yeah. yeah. But um, thumbs down to those people, man. Yeah. You need thumbs to, down to those people yeah. and thumbs up to Disney. Yeah. They're sticking to their guns. And again, props to Halle Bailey. Like, crush it, girl. Yeah. Cool, so that is it for the news, and now we're gonna go to the trailer park. They've done studies, you know. 60% of the time, it works every time. That doesn't make sense. So, ND. Yep. Not as many trailers as we had previous weeks, mm -hmm. but let's get into them. So, the first trailer for Jumanji, The Next Level. Right. And it reveals the sequel's big change, which is that they're all different characters. Now, you haven't seen the new one, have you? No, I haven't. You haven't seen it. Oh, the only Jumanji I've seen is the original one. The original one, one yeah, yeah. With Robin, yeah. Um, Robin Williams. Robin Williams. Yeah, that's the only one I've seen. I haven't seen these modern ones. So when we're watching the trailer, I didn't get it. it I was like, I, I don't get the point of this this new reawakening the franchise. I don't even get it. I'm on the same thing as I was saying about the Gremlins and Ghostbusters. There are some things you don't touch leave them where they are and that jumanji happens to be one of those so these new movies i don't get it mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. no i totally get it like i love the original so much that was a big part of my childhood growing yes. up i used to watch that a lot uh but in s certain movies like jumanji i can't speaking after seeing the the new one i can see why they brought it back because you reintroduce this classic story to a new generation and instead of a board game it's a video game you know what I mean? The mm -hmm. new generation will get that. And so yeah. that's how you bring them in. And then you also get stars like The Rock and, you know, Jack Black to be in there. That is the this generation's stars. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's yeah. how you... So I can see why they've done it. Now, going into that new movie, I was expecting hell. I was, ex I was, I was, in, I was in my mind. I was like, this is going to be terrible. Like, I, very much like you. I was like, why are they doing this? Why are they doing this? And... I'm not gonna lie. I came out pleasantly, very pleasantly surprised. This was the first one of the the first reboot. The yes, the, the one that came out a couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. um, yeah. I was so surprised by it. It had great action. The humor was funny. You know, the chemistry between uh, the Rock and uh, what's his name, Cr um, Kevin, 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 Kevin Hart, Kevin, Kevin Hart. Um, yeah, th their chemistry is awesome. Karen Gillan's great as well. Uh, so and I was really enjoying that. I really enjoyed it. I'm not mm. gonna lie. I enjoyed the movie. Mm -hmm. So and seeing this trailer, it brought back like, okay, I see what we're doing here. That the characters, because you haven't seen it, you don't quite get it. But the characters have changed. They're not the same people they were in the first film. Mm. So that's like a nice switch that they've done there. Um, and it just looks like the same sort of movie we we'd seen, but with a bit more pizzazz and they've gone a bit bigger and stuff like that. So mm. yeah. And again, The Rock. I'm, the guys, I love The Rock, so I'm going to see him in most things he's in. So, One thing that does strike me is that this is how hard it will be to write. This, from what you've said, this is going to be very hard to write. So I'm like, okay. But yeah, I mean, I, I, this is one of those things where I'm going to let it, uh, I'll, I'll pass because I haven't seen it. So I don't have much of an informed opinion about mm -hmm. this. Yeah, fair enough. So the next trailer is 
Knives Out, and the next movie by writer-director Ryan Johnson. And this movie is full of stars. And wow, the cast in this movie is just crazy. Now, the trailer itself, I dug the trailer. It's got this Cluedo... Who done it? Who done it sort of vibe, crime in a house, and it could be one of the family. And But it's got, looks like this has this quirky edge to it you know with a bit of slapstick comedy thrown in there but Mm -hmm. like it looks like it's really well written if you ask me uh the cinematography looks great in it as well but it's a a short trailer you don't really get much you only get basically the premise of it uh and you know both me and Andy have different opinions on star wars the last jedi and ryan johnson but we both actually enjoy looper which was a great movie by ryan johnson so i mean i'm really looking forward to this film I really like Ryan Johnson as a director, and if you put him with this thespian cast right here, uh, mm. I mean, just the names, Chris Evans, Michael Shannon, uh, Lakeith, uh, I can't remember his, his full name, but it's just absolutely crazy. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis is yeah. in this as well. Uh, Catherine Langford. There's so many amazing names in this movie that just on Ryan's name and those names, I'm going to see this film. Yeah, I think everyone in that trailer was an A-lister. Yeah. Everyone that spoke in the trailer was yeah, an Daniel Craig. Yeah, like it was wow. I was like, what? So I want to see who the producer is. Who was it? It's Ram Bergman. Okay, okay. He, he, the same guy who produced Last Jedi and Looper. Oh. The, he, the, their buddies, Ryan and yeah. Ram. They, they. Okay, so it kind of makes sense that yeah. he can bring pull together those kind of people. But um, it looks to me like um, have you seen this film, Murder on the Orient Express? Uh, yes, yes. It's the one sort with of Daisy Ridley. Yeah. Yes, it's sort of like. Um, Mo- no, Mother on the Orient Express. Yeah. Daisy Ridley, was it? Was she? She in was that? in that movie, yeah, yeah. The one. Okay. With what? the train. Yes, yeah. with the yeah, train, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Was she there? Yeah, yeah, she was in that movie. Okay. So, um, yeah, I feel this is sort of the same. Someone has died, and we're going to keep all the suspects in one location. Then we slowly start to dissect and dissect and dissect. And at the end of it, we find out either the person is still alive, he's not even dead. Or everybody joined to kill him, or delete, or it was the detective. But there's going to be one massive twist. There'll at be the a end. twist, and as well, we know Ryan Johnson as well. He he loves that's, a twist. Yeah, that's we, what we saw is. it in Last Jedi. We yeah. saw it in Looper, and we. Uh, you have you seen Brick? No, I haven't. Ch- tech, if going into this movie, watch Brick as well. I highly recommend okay. it. And there's a twist in that as well. He's very. He's got a M Night Shyamalan yeah. sort of thing that he loves a twist at the end. So yeah. this this movie's got a big twist written all yeah, over. Yeah, it. it's definitely going to have a twist. It's, I hope it's yeah. an unexpected one though. I hope it's one that you're like, <gasps> yeah, whoa. Just <laughs> like, think about the most unexpected thing. It's probably that. that one. You know, and then your brain will be telling you, no, 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 it's not that. <laughs> and then there's that is yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's it's like the Mother Orient Express. They all killed him. It yeah. wasn't just you know. So it's like what you think is this person. Then something happens. Then you think it's that person. Then you find out it was everybody. All right. So the next trailer is Jacob's Ladder. Now this trailer, I didn't know what I was watching. Uh, the first half of it was like, okay, we see this guy who's gone to war with his brother, and he seems to have passed away in war, something like that. Yeah. Uh, but then it takes this unexpected twist and. I don't really know what I was watching half the time. Yeah. Like it was a horror thriller. Maybe it's all in his head. I, I don't know what angle we're going to get here. Yeah. But this screams a lot of different genres, and I don't know where they're, they're pointing us towards. Yeah. That was a poorly done trailer, by yeah. the way. Yeah. For poorly yeah. done trailer. It wasn't, you know, because. Like, some, because yeah. you don't know what's going on. Exactly. You don't, there's nothing motive pushing you to 
go watch it. You know, we watch some trailers and once we finish, we're like, wow, that's a great trailer. This is the opposite of that. It was a very poorly done trailer. Something even makes me feel it's a teaser. It's not even the trailer. But I'm like you. I can't see anything. I just see a lot of clips and a lot of sound bites, you know, putting a lot of sounds together and a lot of makeup. But I can't see a story there. So I don't know what to think so far. No, the only story element I see is that are these demons are real or is it all in his head? Yeah. And but there was it's it seemed like there's a lot of moving parts here and like the trailer just didn't give any indication at all of what this movie could be. So I mean it, some some of it looks okay, but I don't know. I don't know. I would think I'd need to see maybe another trailer, yeah. maybe a bit more fleshed out one before I decide if I want to go see this or not. Yeah, another trailer would be fine. Yeah. So this one's a TBD. Not TBD. Sh- yeah. TBD. Yeah. Well, we'll keep an eye on it. Keep an eye on it. Uh, one that definitely isn't a TBD. I'm going to be checking this one out, Pickers. But this one I didn't know what was going on for all the good reasons. Yeah. And that is David Harbour uh, in a new Netflix. I mean, he loves working with Netflix, doesn't he? Yep. Uh, David Harbour, as we know, is... What's his name in... Hopper yep. in Stranger Things. Yep. Uh, and he's doing this Frankenstein's Monsters Monster Frankenstein. That's the actual name. That is the name of this movie, I think it is. I'm not sure if it's a movie or a TV show. But yeah, Frankenstein's Monsters Monster Frankenstein. And this is David Harbour, what looks like to, I don't know, it looks like a mixture of a mockumentary satire, uh, digging up uh, you know, evidence found on it, footage, found footage, and all this. It looks strange. It looks bizarre, uh, and it, you know the trailer as well. I thought was really good because even though it, unlike the other one, it because it didn't tell us anything about it. Mm-hmm. You sort of got an idea of like this is new. This is this is a different take on something, mm-hmm. and I can see where they might go with it. But yeah, I'm I'm totally intrigued by this. I mean, I watch it because it's got David Harbour. Yeah. And it's on Netflix, and I do love Netflix. So I will watch it. But like you, I don't know what to think. It was just interesting to see when I saw the old footage. It wasn't CGI generated old footage. It was actually, it looked, it was, they actually took an old camera and recorded. I could tell from that, you know. So I was, that was, that caught my interest. But after that first clip, I didn't get it. I didn't know what I was watching. No. But, but I a, was so intrigued. Yeah, in a good way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was misinformed in a good way. So intrigued is the right word. Yes. I was intrigued. So I will certainly check it out. It's coming out. It's like next week. Yeah. July next 16th. 16th next was Tuesday. It? Yeah. Next Tuesday. Next Tuesday. Not this Tuesday yeah, coming. Ca- ca- I didn't even know this was in production. I didn't know this. I mean, these are some of the best things, though, I think. The stuff that just comes out and, like, not much, you know, trailer yeah. comes out and you're like, okay. I'll, let's watch yeah. this and it turns out to be great mm-hmm. that's why I like like netflix anytime i turn on the app i don't know what to expect what's new what's today? new you, you you just don't know and there's so much good stuff in there there may be one series you missed because you didn't go online for like two weeks you missed it it went under the radar then you put it on and it's beautiful and netflix is just littered with content like that so this is just one of it. So how much more? You don't know what they're working on that will be on next year. You yeah, that's know? crazy. It's just crazy. Okay, and that is it for the trailer park. Now, if you look in the description of this episode, you will also see all the links to these trailers so you can have a watch of them and then listen to this episode while we talk about them. And now we're going to leave our stay at the trailer park and head over to the Twitter questions. You could ask yourself a question. 
Do I feel lucky? Well, do you, punk? We got some new Twitter questions in. Yep. Let's have a look at what we got. So, Johan Schiphol. Now, this is a friend of the show's, Johan Schiphol from Enigmatic Productions, who they've also got their own podcast, so you should guys definitely check them out. They've got some good stuff on there. Uh, so he says, and he his handle is j- at JJ Schiphol on Twitter, and he asks, what do you guys consider to be the most overrated film you have ever seen? A movie that everyone loves, but you just can't get on board. On the reverse, do you have any underappreciated classic you want to share with the rest of us? Andy, I'm going to shoot this one over to you first. What is your answer for Johan? Well, thanks for the question, first of all. Uh, to me, the most overrated film, as of now, to me, is La La Land. I, yeah, good film, cool, it's nice. But, like, seriously, all those Oscars, like, really, like, I don't get the hype behind La La Land. I really don't get it. So, to me, now, I'm not saying it's terrible. I'm not saying it's, they didn't work hard. I'm not saying they cut corners in any way or form. But it's just not, like, I don't get what they'll... It's sort of like you make a film, you make you take a picture of yourself and you call it your most, your favorite, your best picture. Hollywood made a film about Hollywood and gave themselves an award for making a film about themselves. How is, like... So I don't get it. I just think it's overrated. And my most underrated film, um, I think one of the most underrated films, in my opinion, should be Hereditary. Hereditary was a very, very, very underrated film. Nobody talks about it, but it was so good. It was it's one of my be- the best horror, fi- horror films I saw. It was the best horror film I saw last year, but it's one of the best horror films I have seen ever. And bear in mind, I watched horror films when horror films were really horror, when zombies became a thing. You know, there was a world that nobody knew what the world zombie was then movies was what brought that word to life. So I lived in that era of, so I lived in the era where zombies became new. I've seen all kinds of horror films. I watched Evil Dead. I watched Nightmare on Elm Street when it came out and all that. But still Hereditary that came out last year is up up there and most people don't talk about it. So that's the most underrated movie. It's a very underrated movie. It's uh, a, lot of, a lot of people gave it some bad things just because I don't think they got it they didn't get it yeah. uh, if you didn't get it and uh, <laughs> i think midsummer is going to get very similar reactions as well yeah uh, so for me so first one overrated film uh, i had to think about this for a while mm. and, I, and i have to come down to it it's got to be avatar for me really avatar now i again very much like you i'm not saying the film's terrible at all it's got some obviously for me, the best thing about the movie and what most people tell you is the visual effects. Now, it was groundbreaking in yep. that. It took it to a new form, you know, yep. in the industry or technology. That's what James Cameron does a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did it this year with Alita Battle Angel. Like, yep. again, that was... That's, that's yeah, an underrated movie. Yeah, that was that was the best thing about the movie, but the movie, again, was the. Well, it's underrated, in my opinion. That movie is cool. I liked it. I, I wasn't a fan. I wasn't a fan. Um, and Avatar, for me, like, I have no idea why it's earned that amount of money that it's earned. I, I really don't get it. Maybe because it was that visual experience and 3D and all that stuff. Okay, let me put this to you. If there was no Avatar, there would be no Avengers. 
there will be no Marvel Cinematic Universe. Maybe that uh, changes the way you see it. No, I, I wouldn't have looked this I'd, good. I disagree. I, I think because Iron Man came out before Avatar. But so. look at, have you seen the visual effects in Iron Man? Yes, they're, they're great. What? Yeah, they're great. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll fight you on that any day. They're, they're great, especially for their time, man. Like, uh, and Dark Knight as well came out in the same year. So No visual effects in Dark Knight. It's very practical. There's a lot of visual I mean, effects. I mean, it's more... Yeah, I know, but yeah. there's still a lot of visual effects. Anyway, that's besides the point. So yeah, Avatar, I think, is an extremely overrated film. Mm. Love the visual effects. Everything else about it for me was mediocre. Story, mm. character-wise, everything. Uh, and for most underrated film now this one came out i believe it came out last year or the year before that i can't remember but it was quite recently and it's upgrade mm. oh. this movie it just slips past everyone at the cinema yeah. like, i discovered the trailer by accident and yeah. then uh showed it to nd and he yeah. was like yo like and you didn't see i it didn't see it. i only saw it recently recently yeah. and i sent you a message didn't i like i saw it in the cinema like literally on the last day it was in the cinema because like it just nobody saw it like it was so i was pretty much on my own in that cinema and this movie kicked ass i love this movie like it's what the venom movie should have been like yes yes honestly that's what it should have been like. and you know the guy looks like tom hardy he does look like tom hardy that's um what was his name again i can't remember the actor's name but uh daniel logan or something like that I don't know. No, I can't remember. Anyway, he was great. The film was absolutely phenomenal. If you, it's a sci-fi horror thriller. Just everything. Melted What's it called again? Upgrade. Yeah. Check that out. And it's produced by Blumhouse as well. So it, it's absolutely great. Really underrated movie. Yeah. You know, I never thought about it that way when you said this is what Venom should have been. Now that you've mentioned it, it's yeah. Does yeah. it click? Yeah. Yeah. It clicks that way. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, that was a movie. Yes, that was a that great was movie. A movie. When I still watching it. I couldn't believe at some point I couldn't believe what I was watching. I was like, "This is a really good, good movie." Like, at, you know how a movie starts well, and in your mind you're saying, "Okay, it's gonna get get good to a level, then the rubbish is gonna start and it's gonna end poorly." But this movie, that movie, kept on going, just kept going and going, going. Then the twist, oh man, it was yeah. a good one. So yeah, there you go, Johan. Those are our overrated and underrated movies. So our next question comes from Echo Schmeckle at Echo Music. Uh, and they ask, will we be seeing any guests features on the show? One I can confirm yes. we will be having some guests very soon. Uh, we're just figuring out some things with some people, but yes, we will be having guests. 100%. Yes. And it's not just the guests, a lot of stuff, new stuff. Yes, yeah, some new stuff coming in. So just, yeah, so Echo Schmeckle, just keep tight because there's things coming for you. And our last question of the week, and that is Thomas Shawcroft at Thomas Shawcroft, another friend of the show. Hello, Tom. And he says, Dear Film 7, just wondering what made you start the podcast? Also, in the film you have reviewed, which one would you want to like to direct slash shoot? That's actually a good question. That is a very, mm. very good question. So... Andy's going to think about that answer for a bit. So I, I think I'll speak on my part of why we decided to start the podcast. Um, it was shortly after me and Andy went to go watch Halloween last year. Uh, we both loved the movie so much. And after the movie, we were just talking about it constantly. Uh, and it was... I've been thinking about this for a while, about doing some sort of podcast show and, and thing, but I never just 
you know, think about doing it myself. I thought, oh, that's going to be quite a lot of work and I wouldn't, it'd be better if someone bounced the idea. And then ND just randomly shoots me a message says, hey, do you think we should start a podcast and talk about movies? And I was like, that's funny, you should say that. And yeah, it's just, it's no other reason than our pure love for movies and wanting to talk about movies and the movie news and mm-hmm. actors and directors and movies we love that we just want to talk about them and put our wisdom onto you. So yeah, yeah. And, and, we, and we do, even before we started the podcast, we do talk about film a lot. Yeah, we just talk just all we pretty us, much talk yeah, exactly. about. Between like, us, we talk about film, we're like, you know, get other people listen to what we got to say. But yeah, that was how it's pretty much started. Yeah. That's accurate. So the people writing our film, make sure, you know, they're going to write. Do a, do oh, a yeah, fi- yeah, they'll yeah. do a film seven biopic. Yeah. yeah. You know, One so. day. Uh, uh, and what was he said? So and what movie would you have liked that w- that we have reviewed that we, we you'd like to direct slash shoot? Wow. That's a deep one. That is a very good question. I'm just going to have to look at my uh, list for all the movies. The thing is this, right? The, the kind of films I watch and we review here are not the kind of films I, I, may, I, allowed, I would like to make. Like, I don't like, I don't like sci- sci-fi. I, can't, I don't like being a director of sci-fi. I don't want to be a sci-fi director. But most of the films we direct are sci-fi and things like that. But to answer Tom's question... Um, of all the films we've reviewed, one that I see my I could see myself doing, and I would love what I'm doing, would be a film we've already mentioned on the show. Would be Hereditary. I wouldn't mind being the director of Hereditary. Hereditary. Yeah, just a couple of things where I've always, I mean, I've always thought about if I was to direct a horror film, what would I do? So, and that's the kind of horror film I'd like to do. So, yeah. yeah, fair enough, fair enough. That's it. it would have been a nice one to do as well, yeah. I think. I don't know. I think for me, after looking at all of them, I think I would have had the most fun working on John Wick 3. <laughs> yeah, okay, I, I can I, see that. I can see just purely on, on fun level, just doing those action scenes must have been a blast. Well, like, yeah, I can imagine, yeah. But it's a whole day. Imagine like going on set and the whole day, all you guys are doing is just punching each other. <laughs> it'd be so fun. But it'd be different sequences and you're in different locations. I think it'd be so much fun, mm. honestly. And like me doing the sound design. If I was doing the sound design, I'd definitely love to do that movie because I love doing sound design for fight scenes. It's just, it, for me, it's just so much fun doing it. So yeah, I think probably John Wick 3. Mm, okay. John Wick 3. Nice. That would be one for me. And that brings us to the end of the show. So thank you very much, Tom, for that question. And thank all three of you for sending over those questions. We will be having some more next week. So keep your eye out for those. Look out for our Twitter post. But before we go off, Andy, where can the lovely people out there find you? The good people can find me. Oh, what's coming next week? We've not talked about that. That's right. We have not talked about what is coming next week. And that is... The Dead Don't Die. This is a spoof zombie comedy movie yeah. starring Bill Murray, Adam Driver, and Tilda Swinton. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. You heard that right. So I'm definitely going to see this movie. I don't know about you. Yep. Just, I mean, I laughed my head off at the trailer. So I'm, yeah, I'm yeah, there. Definitely. It's, it's, one for, it's one for cinema, isn't it? I think so. It's one for the I cinema. So. This is not a DVD one. This is one for the cinema. If there's time, I'm going to check it out this week. Yes, yes, we will. Uh, we also need to check out Midsummer, indeed. Yes, I've heard read some reviews of Midsummer, so we might talk about that next week's episode, in next week's review episode. We but might we'll do a see. Midsummer one, yeah. Yeah. So to find me, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at Unduaj, which is at N D U A J. 
And you can find me at Sweaty Jake on Instagram and Twitter. And you can also find us Film 7 Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and all major streaming services. As well as hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Film 7 Podcast. So until next week, guys, 